Welcome to Ella Go. My name is Lisa, and this is not just a podcast about running. This is a podcast to empower women through fitness and health and everything in between. Because let's be honest, ladies, this journey could suck if we don't get our shit together. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to Ella Go Podcast. Today's guest is Wendy Berger. And Wendy and I actually have, I don't know, a common thing. And that's kind of how we got connected. And she's going to talk a little bit about uh, that. But Wendy, welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So Wendy, just tell the listeners uh, where you're from and what do you do? Okay. Um, I, I live in Katy, Texas, which is a suburb of Houston. I've lived here for about nine years now. I'm from Tucson, Arizona. Um, let's see. Um, my whole fitness journey and nutrition journey started a long time ago. My background is actually in the restaurant business. I owned a catering company. I've been in the restaurant business for about 20 years. Um, I owned a, a small catering company. Um, but my main job was while I was in the catering business, I went to school for massage therapy. So what I do for a living right now mostly is massage therapy. That's in my soul. I've been doing that for close to 30 years now is massage therapy. Um, fast forward to Katy, Texas. So I moved here a few years ago. I, I, recently, I got married, moved here. My husband lived here. And um, while I was here, I have always been kind of a gym rat. So I joined Lifetime Fitness right away. And while I was there, I met a uh, triathlete. And became friends with her. And um, I went to go see her um, compete in an Ironman. And I was blown away by that. And I thought, that's what I want. If she can do that, I want to do that. I'm going to do that. So I started training for an Ironman. And as I was training for the Ironman, I, um, you know, I was training really hard. Um, but I was hungry all the time. I wasn't performing the way I wanted to perform. I wasn't sleeping. I was cranky. So I hired a nutritionist. I went to go see a nutritionist and he came up with a protocol and he said, do this. So I took it home and I did it. And I, within like two weeks, it was a game changer. I was out there performing and just really killing my training. So when it came to the time for my race, I was ready for my race. Two weeks before the race, I was skiing and I got into a ski accident and tore my ACL and I was out of the race. So back to training again. I go back, I go to my nutritionist and now I'm laid up. And I said, now I'm afraid that I'm going to be sitting around and I'm not going to be healing correctly. He gave me another protocol, followed it, healed me up. While I was healing, I ran into one of my other triathlete friends at the gym and she said, I just came across this really cool company on vacation called the diet doc. <laughs> I'm thinking about joining. You want to do it with me? And I was like, okay. And so that her and I started the diet doc Houston West. And so we started, we started doing that together and she has since moved on to other things. I have since opened up my own company doing nutrition coaching, but that's how Lisa and I came in contact with each other, not in person, but, kind of through the whole network of all the diet doc people. Yep. So I've been doing nutrition coaching. I've also been doing my massage therapy and I also have a personal training business. So it's kind of a whole, all one-stop shop. They come in here, I beat them up. 
I train them and then I tell them how to eat. And it's all kind of just like a cool little package. So that's so that's, cool. That's my story in a nutshell. Yeah. Yes, Wendy. But let me ask you, I'm looking at you right now and your arms yeah. are like badass. So damn. <laughs> Damn woman. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you were in the restaurant business. Yeah. Did you ever, I mean, were you an athlete? Were you like physically fit? Were you doing personal training stuff? I mean, were you already in that kind of mindset or no? I kind of wasn't because I don't know. Have you been in the restaurant? Did you ever work in a restaurant? No. Okay. It's a completely different world. Um, so basically I was working at night. I was bartending. I was, you know, waiting tables. And then I had my catering business and it's a very night owl situation. So you're up all night long and you're partying like a rock star and then getting up, sleeping off the hangover and then going back to work. It's kind of like a cycle. Um, I didn't really get into the fitness part of it until, um, the end of my restaurant career. I, I got sober. And that's when I started really hitting the gym hard. And um, so that's a whole other whole other journey. But yeah, I, I, I got into it then. And um, but the nutrition part of it was really missing. I didn't understand. I thought I was eating well my whole life. Mm -hmm. um, I always ate really good food because I knew how to cook. Mm -hmm. um, but when I found out how to dial that in, that's what started to change kind of how my how my body looks. So. Okay, yeah. you just said something that I have such a hard time relaying to people. Okay, you just said it was the way you ate that actually changed the way your body looks. Yes. Because people think the opposite, Wendy. People think if I work my ass off working out in the gym, uh, run, 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 lift, 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 you know, yeah, you're going to look, you know, a certain way, but there's that missing piece with the nutrition. Can you just explain? how that is to some of the listeners? Like, why is that? Well, you need certain nutrition for different things. So it kind of depends on what you're looking for. First of all, I don't know if, if you've heard the thing, uh, the saying you can't outrun the fork. Mm -hmm. It's so true. You can train your butt off, but if you're, if you're putting in, think about if you had went out and bought a really expensive uh, race car and you put crappy fuel in it, it's going to sputter and it's not going to run the way you want it to run. And it's going to be coughing all the way down the road and it's awful. So if you're not fueling yourself correctly. So for instance, um, a lot of my clients that I work with right now are runners and they're also triathletes. So I try train a lot of, I mean, I, I teach them how to eat for performance. Okay. I know what it's like to eat because things taste good because I've, I've had that background and, and we do eat because it tastes good. And, and there's other reasons why we eat. But if you're looking for fueling purposes, there's a certain way to go about it. And I swear it totally works. Nothing is off limits. There's no bad or good foods. I tell people food is just food. Okay. So if you think about it that way, you can pretty much have what you want, but you got to figure out how to do it. So it's all about balance. I teach most of my clients how to figure out or how to work their macros. So back to this. So, so let's say, for instance, you're a runner. And you're getting up in the morning and you're going for your, your daily morning run. You have to fuel. Your, your best fuel source for a long run is fat and carbohydrates. So you go out and that, so that could be like a banana and almond butter, let's say, or a piece of toast and some uh, peanut butter or a piece of cheese. Okay. Fat carbohydrates. After you finish that run, you come back. Now you've just, you've just used up all of your carbohydrates and your protein. So now you have to replenish the protein and the carbohydrates. 
that's when a shake would be a good thing and maybe mixed with some um, coconut water. So you've got your shake, which is your protein and your coconut water, which is your carbohydrate. You mix that together and now you've just refueled and then you can go on and have your breakfast. But it's all about pre-post fueling. Game changer. Yeah. Total game changer. It's a bio 101 on how the body yeah. works. <laughs> yeah. um, so you deal with a lot of runners. And yes. some of the things that I often talk about is this whole mindset of uh, carbo loading the night before. Mm-hmm. And then after you do your run, then you have your beer and your pizza. Yeah. So <laughs> what, do you, okay. what do you say about that, Wendy? <laughs> well, Okay. Carbo loading before, like the night before it, just doing it the night before is not going to do you any good because what's going to happen is your body's going to get to use that while you're sleeping you're waking up, you're empty. Now, a couple hours before, yes, it makes sense. And the days before. So if you know, you're going to be running a half marathon on Saturday, you don't mm-hmm. fuel for it Friday night, you start fueling for it a couple of weeks in advance. And then what I tell my clients is the morning of usually the night before I have them take electrolytes and then right before electrolytes. So the night before, right before, and then right before your, or like an hour before your long run, that's when you're going to want to load up on those carbohydrates, but you need the fat for sustainable energy. Just putting carbohydrates in is like throwing sugar in your body and you're going to run out of it like that. You need that fat to keep it even keel. Yeah. Do you have yeah. a hard time convincing people that exactly what you just said because yes. i think the mindset i mean we're in green and you you know this that we're in this whole diet culture oh. <laughs> of no fat fats yes. bad a zero percent fat um and then even carbs are bad so right. i mean how do you when you're especially with the runners and, and maybe even ones who want to lose weight while they're running yeah Yes. How, how do you go about that with them? It's, it's so difficult. I have a lot of runners will come to me and say, I, I don't want it. I don't fuel at all. I go out on an empty stomach. A lot of people. So in that case, I, I kind of try, I try to find a way that they can get some sort of fat and carbohydrate source before they run. So maybe it's not actually food. Maybe they have a little bit of, if they're going to have coffee, they have a little bit of MCT oil in their mm. coffee. So there's mm-hmm. the fat source. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, maybe just like a half of a banana. I, I have ways of like convincing people <laughs> or I'll say just, and then what you do is you convince them and then you bring in more and more and more, but there's ways to kind of get around that. Um, and people are just, we've been taught that carbs are bad and that fat is bad. And once you teach people that, that food is just fuel uh, like I said, we eat for different reasons. It's not always because we're trying to nourish our bodies. We eat because it makes us, it's sentimental or our brain is telling us that we need a certain something. Um, so tapping into the psychological part of it is, is a, a difficult thing because the food is just physical and mechanical, Yeah, but it's all of the other reasons that we eat that are, that are hard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. When you are speaking with these runners, and I'm saying, I'm, I'm, of course, a lot of the listeners are runners. I'm a runner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they're listening to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, how about the runners? Let's go back to the runners who want to lose weight. Yes. And are afraid of, of eating 
while they're on this weight loss uh, journey. Let me ask you this. Let me back up here. Yeah. Can you lose weight as a runner? Yes. Okay. You can. All right. And go ahead. No, you go. Okay. <laughs> okay. Can you lose weight as a runner? And do you have to, I mean, can you lose weight as a runner? And is there, and you kind of mentioned that you have to eat a certain way to fuel your body. Yeah. But then there's that that mindset of if I eat, if I'm eating too much, then I'm not going to lose weight. Wendy, yeah. I, it, there's, there's that emotional aspect to this. You know what I'm so, saying? Yeah. And, and usually it, it, it's, it's tipping the scales. It's more emotional than it's physical. Of course. Um, when I first start working with people, what I do for the entire first week is I look at their food for a week. I tell them not to change anything. And then if I can, I, I need to see where they're coming from. It's fueling the way that they are. Once I see that, then we can start making slight changes. Um, you can start cutting back. I mean, you, you kind of have to deal with what they're dealing with, kind of come on, on in, in their yard a little bit. So if they're afraid to eat carbohydrates, then we find a way to, to get them in somehow um, without freaking them out. Mm -hmm. And I really find that once people start to feel better and they start to perform better and they go, oh my gosh, this is really working, then they're more apt to listen. But you, you kind of have to, you can't just like cut off everything or throw in a bunch of stuff in the beginning. It has to, it's, it's, a, it's a gradual journey. Right. Okay. Yeah. What about meal planning? Because I know a lot of people just say, and they may even say this to you, when did you just tell me what to eat? Yes. And, yeah. There's some people who, who just say, tell me. And I go, okay, I'm going to give you, I am going to give you a meal plan and I'll hand it to them and say, if you follow this, I promise you it will work. But we start with structure. So everybody has their own formula and the formula basically will stay the same. We got to figure out what the formula is that works. So let's say, for instance, I say, I want you to have, you know, an egg and a cup of egg whites and an English muffin for breakfast. I tell them that that is basically fat, carbohydrates, and protein. They don't like that. I give them a food list and I say, okay, plug and play. I don't, you know, if I know that the egg is fat and protein, what on the list can I have instead of that to fulfill that need? So what I do is I try to teach them how to eventually plug and play the whole scenario. Okay. Um, or, you know, a lot of people have really bucked the system and they'll, they'll tell me right away what they're not going to do. <laughs> you know, so I'm like, well, okay, let's, let's, if you're not going to do that, then let's try this. Right. Right. It's all kind of trial and error. Okay. So how do you prepare them to like move on, like not have to rely on you? And mm -hmm. cause it sounds like you, you're saying you teaching them. So what yes. are some of the tools that you give them that they can say, okay, I, I'm, I can move on and do this on my, on my own. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a big time believer in food tracking. So my fitness pal is a great food tracker and it's, it's free on your phone. If you can master that, then eventually you don't need it. Same thing. If they can master the program, eventually most of my clients tell me when they don't need me anymore, you know, or a little graduate. I just had a client the other day and she's lost. Uh, some of my clients do come to me to lose weight. This particular client lost about 35 pounds. 
And she got it. You know, it was, it was amazing to me that she, she got the concept and she, and I said to her, look, I don't feel right taking any more of your money because you obviously know what you're doing by now. So I'd be happy to take your money if you want to stay with me. If you don't, totally cool. And she said, you know what? Let me try this on my own. If I need you, I have your number. So uh, most of them will kind of just graduate on their own. Or, you know, you do have some people who are mad. I'll have people that are mad at me because they say it's not working. And I say, Mm -hmm. well, it's not the program problem. Um, It's not your problem either. Maybe we need to look at it in a different way and figure out a way that works for you. Um, But then some people really like to meal prep for the entire week. Some people don't like to do that. That's okay too, but you still need a plan. You Mm -hmm. need to think about what you're going to do tomorrow, the night before. That's just the reality of it. You have to have a plan so you don't completely lose it and, you know, grab just whatever is handy. Right. Okay. So now I'm going to ask you this question and, uh, I always ask it since this is we're kind of like going with the flow with the nutrition and I like where we're going here. Yeah. What is the one myth that's out there, especially with nutrition that just really uh, grinds your gears? <laughs> oh. um, God, just one. Um, oh, I know. Right. <laughs> okay, let me kind of let me preface it this way. Anything will work as long as you stick to it. So mm. somebody's telling me I'm doing keto. I'm like, cool. I'm doing intermittent fat. Okay. Intermittent fasting. That's the one that gets grinds my gears. <laughs> it's okay. a bunch of crap. All because right. Tell us. You, let's say, let's say you finish all of your eating by seven o'clock at night and then you go to bed and you sleep and you don't get up and eat until seven o'clock the next morning. Guess what? You just intermittent fasted. Mm. So <laughs> I don't, I don't get the whole thing. You know, is it anything like an intermittent fasting, as long as you're staying in your calories, It doesn't matter what time you're eating it or in what window. I would much rather eat throughout the day and not get grumpy and hangry than to eat one time and then completely overdo it and go into a food coma. It just, to me, makes no sense. Yeah. But that's my personal. Okay. So (laughs) speaking of fasting, okay. Yes. A lot of runners run fasted and they're thinking they're, they're doing their body justice by running fasted because in their mindset is and I'm saying they're this lighter. Are, yes. Uh-huh. I'm going to burn the fat <laughs> uh. because I'm running fasted and that's going to work. Why doesn't that work or does it work Wendy? Or is it just uh-huh. not sustainable? It's not sustainable because like I said, you can't start your car without any gas in it. So, I mean, you would never, I mean, let's say you want to go out fasted. Okay. All of my athletes, I have them either, either eat, drink, or goo or some, they have some sort of fuel, fuel source every 30 minutes. So maybe you want to go out on an empty stomach in 30 minutes. Guess what? You should either be taking in either a gummy or a goo or, or a, a liquid fuel source, but you need fuel on a regular basis throughout a run, or you're going to gas out. That's just, that's just the way it's going to happen. You might be really fast in the beginning, but you're going to, you're going to conk out yeah. just like you wouldn't want to go out without any water. Would you go mm-hmm. out completely dehydrated? Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, but I'm what talking a- long runs. You might right. be able to go out and run like a three mile or something like that. But if you're going right. to go out and do like a 10 K or a half marathon, no, no. way. No, no. 
And I and I talk about the story of how I failed my marathon. It I didn't fuel. I'd not fuel properly. That's and you bonked out. Yeah. And the story. It was the nutrition. It wasn't the training. I was doing what I was supposed to. The yes. nutrition was the key to finishing that marathon. Who would have thought? <laughs> I, yeah, really. And guess what? And I just thought about this. Let's say your fat source is maybe you want to have a piece of bacon. Okay, there's fat. It's the same thing as it's not the same thing, but it's it's a fat source. So you mm-hmm. have a piece of bacon and a and a piece of an orange. It's still the same thing as a banana and almond butter. It's fat and carbohydrates. It's just food is just food. Right. Right. Okay. So let me ask you about age and being a woman. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because um there's so many uh things that impact us as women, especially yes. when we age, that impacts our nutrition. And a lot of it has to do with, well, first of all, when we want to start losing weight and yeah. then we're post, we're going through menopause, yep. <laughs> trying to lose weight. How do you deal with those types of clients? Because obviously they're dealing with a totally different, you know, things yes. that are impacting them. Yes. And I'm one of them. I just turned 54 last week. So I know what that is, what the, all those changes and, and I've got, I, I'm through the menopause thing almost, and it's awful. <laughs> I don't wish it on anybody, but yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm in that group of people. Um, now I, I don't know enough about hormones to really give people advice about that. So I, I do know if they are, I, most of the time I will send them to their doctor to make sure everything is cool. If they're, if they're relatively healthy, there might be some changes that need to be made. Um, their caloric intake might have to be a little bit lower depending on their activity level. Um, I think mostly sugar and inflammatory foods are the worst things. So the inflammatory foods, like a lot of dairy um, is inflammatory. Um, and yeah, processed sugar is a major, major thing that, that, that can make things fluctuate and bloat and all that stuff happen. So those two things are, are super, super important to watch. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to talk about your journey, the whole journey of you getting to be a personal trainer. And I did not know that your passion was massage therapy. Yes. I'm in my massage room right now. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't even. So how do you integrate all of those things? I mean, you are nutrition coaching, you're a massage therapist. uh, You're also a personal trainer. How do you integrate all of that? you know, if you had a client, I mean, do you get clients that are massage there you, that you do massage therapy with that becomes your, that become your client? I mean, it's, it's, it's really cool. And I have to say, I am so blessed to do what I do for a living. Cause this is not like, it's not like a regular job. I mean, I, I get to, I get to do this for a living. It's, it's very cool. So, um, I have some people who come to me just for massage. I have some people who come to me just for personal training. And some people who come just for, for um, nutrition coaching, but it usually starts out as one thing and they go, I didn't know you did that. Oh, okay. Then they call me for another thing. And then they go, well, you know, I got this little chunk happening. Can you help me? So it, it all ends up being clients and eventually they might drop off one of those aspects, but everybody always stays somehow. Yeah. So whether it's with massage or training or nutrition, I, I, I rarely see anybody go away for good, which is very, very cool. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking that to have you as a massage 
therapist, their massage therapist and a personal trainer. I mean, yeah. those two things, you, you got it. You know, the body like to the T not yes. only, I mean, come on, you're a personal trainer and a massage therapist. That is like a two, two for one special right there. It's, it's so fun. It, it really is. I mean, like I said, massage is in my soul and I love it and I've, I've loved it forever, but yeah, it's, it's just the coolest thing. And I think that Maybe I should have gotten like a psychology degree because you, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever heard, well, I haven't heard anything too crazy yet, but I hear some crazy stories. I guess it's kind of like being a, you know, a hairdresser or something. Cause I, <laughs> I hear all about their families and I'm involved in all the business all the time. <laughs> um, okay. So tell us a little bit about how you see your journey, you know, evolving you know, I know you're doing the massage therapist, you're yeah. a personal trainer, you're doing nutrition coaching. Do you see anything in the horizon? Are you just going to keep trucking like you have been in the past? Or is there anything that you would like to do to level up? I think my husband and I have talked about this because um, it's only going to be so long that I'm going to be able to do massage. Um, and in the next five years, our plan is to sell everything and get, we just bought a camper and we're just going to, we're going to go to Alaska. <laughs> so, but the cool thing about my nutrition business is I can do it anywhere. Mm. So I can, I can still be helping people that way uh, without having my physical hands on people. So my plan is to go mobile. Um, I have, you know, I have clients all over the United States right now. So um, that's, that's kind of my plan. And um, I don't know, maybe we'll hook a barbecue wagon up to the back of the camper and sell barbecue. I don't know. <laughs> Um, okay. So you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but what does it look like to work with you, Wendy? I mean, you do people, you, like you said, they either come for you for one of the things and then it becomes yeah. more than one thing. But what yeah. are some of the initial things that if they come to you for, let's just say nutrition or personal trainer, what does it look like to work with someone like you? Um, okay. So most of the time, the people that hire me for personal training want, want to, and I'm not trying to be vain. They, they, they see this and they go, I want that. And I go, you can do that. You can totally do it. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So they kind of, um, the first Thursday of every month, I go to a running club and I actually make food and bring food. And so I get to speak to people about everything once a month. And that's usually how my clients come to see me is we get to interact on a personal level. So um, I'm, I'm pretty tough on them in the gym though. I don't let them slack and, you know, they work with me usually three times a week, all of my clients and, uh, they come in and it's, it's one-on-one -on -one, kind of hardcore, but it's also really fun. The workouts are always different. I kind of, I have a, a dry erase board where I usually have a plan, which we don't always follow, but that that's how that works. And then, um, you know, the massage therapy portion of it is, uh, people come just to have a safe place to just relax and turn their phones off and unplug. And, um, that's a very, it's a very safe space, but the gym is. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you this. We, we kind of talked a little bit before we did the recording and you, you really shared a lot of, you know, vulnerable, things that you dealt with in your life. You know, you talked about being sober. Um, how do you think, or how do you feel that you, all these experiences that you had, how does it make you be this nutrition? Do you feel, well, let me back up. Do you feel like these experiences that you have had 
How have they impacted you positively as a coach? Oh my gosh. I tell you what, getting sober and I, I don't, I don't say this to brag and I don't say this to like tell people not to drink because that's their business, but getting sober and quitting drinking was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, but I wish I would have done it a long time ago because there's a many, many years in my life that I don't remember. Mm. Um, like my thirties, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know what happened there. Um, but it has taught me that first of all, um, I can do anything Mm. that I set my mind to. And I tell people who are struggling with food because that's a whole other thing. I've, Mm -hmm. I've struggled with eating disorders my whole life too. And the cool thing about food versus alcohol is that alcohol, I never have to drink ever again. I don't need it to live, but I need food to live Mm. and learning how to get my food under control has also taught me how to learn how to live. I mean, my eating disorder was killing me also when I got rid of the alcohol, I still had the eating disorder. So I had another thing, another monkey on my back killing me. Now that that is under control, I'm hoping that I can teach people what I've learned. Um, and I I'm living what I call a sober lifestyle. It's not only not drinking, but it's, it's in how you, how you treat people. Um, it's being grateful, being, um, hopeful, being, uh, you know, feeling for people, things like that. Empathetic. It makes me empathetic to people. So I'm not trying to get preachy, but you know what I'm saying? Like, no, I, no, it's so, I, you gave me the chills when you said how it impacts you, you know, as a coach, because that's so yeah. true. I mean, if there's anything, you know how hard it is, you know, the struggle, Yeah. you know, and, and just, just as it is as a struggle to lose weight, which is hard yeah. <laughs> or, or the struggle to you know, never was a runner, want to become a runner, want to start building muscles. All of those things require a place of struggle. And if there's anything, you know, the hard, what many of the struggles are, that's hard ass shit, you know? It is. So another thing I realized, this is amazing to me, is that you never know what somebody's story is. Mm -hmm. So people look at me and they're like, you know, you know how many times I've been called a skinny bitch in my life? Like that's a compliment. You know what I mean? It's like, they have no idea that I just threw up six times today. Mm -hmm. You know, I might look like this on the outside, but what's going on in here is a completely different story. So I've learned not to judge anybody's journey. Yeah. You know, they, they, um, they all have their story and you know, that's, that's the way it is. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this last question. So what is the one thing you do love about being a coach? I love being invited into people's lives. It's it's a blessing and a curse. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) But um, I love the fact, like like I said, my birthday was last week and I had to be out of town because my mom was sick. Right. But I couldn't believe this. My husband came home and I am not even joking. There was uh, chocolate covered strawberries. There were bouquets of flowers. There were balloons. There was a cake from all of all of my clients. I had no, I, I didn't tell them it was my birthday. All this stuff was on the front porch. And I thought that's cool. It made me feel really good that people 
appreciate just, you know, appreciate me. Um, and yeah, it's the coolest. Yeah, it is. Well, Wendy, thank you so much for coming on here. So many great things that you said, especially for the runners out there, those who want to lose weight. So how can they get a hold of you if they want to work with you, Wendy? Um, I don't have a website, but you can get a hold of me on Facebook. Um, and you can call me personally. You can you can have my phone number. It's totally fine. <laughs> but Facebook WB Wellness is my company. Um, and I'm on Facebook. I'm also on Instagram, um, wellness with Wendy B and, um, yeah, just shoot me a message and I'll get right back to you. But, um, yeah, you can just te- text me personally. It's totally fine. Or okay. contact me on Facebook. Yeah. All right. And we'll put all of that in the show notes so you can get a hold of yeah. Wendy again, Wendy. Thank you so very much. That was fun. Thanks. Thank you for those who are listening. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>